This is the Epilog audio experience. What does a B school not prepare you for? With a great resignation looming over us, how can entrepreneurs, managers and organizations maintain employee motivation? What is sentiment analysis and what is it that you need to know? Hello and welcome to our special HR mini series where we're sitting down with the best in the HR business so you can decode all things employee management, human resources, human relationships and more whether you're a professional or an entrepreneur. Our guest today is Partha Niyog, the CEO and co-founder of Vantage Circle an HR tech company with clients spread across Asia, North America and Australia. In the past, Partha was instrumental in the conception and launch of 99acres.com and has professional experience in organizations like Hughes Software, Bharat Electronics, etc. With over two decades of expertise in product and executive management, he has a proven track record of scaling great businesses and has seamlessly transformed from a professional to an HR tech entrepreneur. Uh, nice to have you. Thanks, Yashika. Thanks for having me on the show. What is it that the MBA degree does not prepare you for? So I was actually telling something the same same line from Mike Tyson yesterday. Everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. Mm. It, it's, it's something which MBA tells you that this is the way which you do a strategy planning and everything. I remember... 2004-05, okay, when I was doing my MBA, our case studies was why Nokia won, why Apple lost. Right. <laughs> yeah. So 2006 years time, it is the other way around. Right. right? So, so all the gyan changes, okay, you have to be adaptable. What it taught you, all the answers, Nokia had an ecosystem, Apple was proprietary, so they didn't have a, didn't have an ecosystem there. All those things, six years it changed. Totally reversed, okay. BlackBerry, no one can touch BlackBerry because they're in the enterprise segment. This is a great, great case and this is how you should do business. See how, how it has changed. So I think that the speed of change uh, is happening so fast. What MBA will not teach you that? What MBA will teach you, one should be thinking about that. It tells you what all possibilities are there. Right. What are the unknowns which are there? Okay. And if you can just adaptable, okay, if you can become adaptable by knowing all what is there available. Simple, very practical example, you know, economics. We studied economics. Okay, I came from the engineering background, but we studied economics in, in now suddenly I'm not an economics expert, but I understand the terms. Right. Okay. Example valuation. Oh, this company is valid at this much, this much. Then you start thinking. Like, oh, this must be some hi-fi calculation these guys have done and come up with the valuation of this company. Right. Okay. Most of the valuation gets done in over dinner or drinks. Okay. And I remember we had done a valuation exercise of a company. And then by just changing a decimal point, a little bit decimal, 0.1 to 0.01 or 0.1 to 0.3, the valuation changes so much. So what did it tell me? I'm not a valuation expert. It tells me that be uh, questioning right. of whatever someone gives you. Otherwise, if I didn't have that case, someone presented a case to me, and in the initial days of my business, uh, I know what questions to ask. So I think MBA prepares you for asking the right questions and being aware briefly about everything. I, th I think that's what it does. What it doesn't prepare you is for the, 
the adaptation, how and the, the world is changing. That's, yes, so it's very dynamic. So that doesn't teach, uh, it doesn't teach you, but I think it prepares you for that. Got it. You know, also interesting about your journey, Partha, is that there is a professional to an entrepreneur transition. Having said that, there is also a transition in terms of you uh, having worked across various departments, across various organizations, from product to operations. What is it that you have picked in terms of nuances as an HR professional to be able to start an HR tech organization? Slightly different, you know, uh, uh, track to your uh, answer. You know, I didn't know anything about HR okay, when we started HR Tech, a company. It has been helpful in that way because we didn't know the limits of what is possible, what is not possible. Is it, so this is telling, interesting. You know, is it okay to not know a space and get into it? I think it's absolutely okay. Okay, only thing, I, I, but I'll put a caveat there, okay. It took me two, three years, okay, to really understand the nuances of it. Okay, so I went with my own pace. So it might take a little bit longer, but actually it might open up more avenues for you because you. So I have some preconceived notions about what I have worked on. Okay, this is how it is done. This is how it has to work. If I don't know, I am using common sense. Right. Okay. For example, the sales function. So when I when we started, I was the only people in the company and doing sales. I didn't have any sales background. I had a business development experience, but not a sales experience in India. Right. So sales guys, you have to go and do it like this. You have to do it like this. You have to meet these people. You have to wine, dine, all those things are there, right? Oh, I mean, what's wrong? You know, you will not get people. You have to network with people. I use LinkedIn to reach out to people in, in 2011 when right. people used to respond right. on, on LinkedIn, right? So I didn't know what didn't work, okay? I didn't have those kind of restriction or my mental uh, boundaries were not there. To stop me, so it helped. But if I had experience, maybe there was. I mean, so a, it's it's a scale. It's not like a black or white kind of thing, right? If you knew something, some of the successful entrepreneurs are also someone who has really understood things. Okay, they know what is what is broken and how to fix that. Hmm. That comes only with experience. Okay, in that space. So so I didn't know much about that. But what I picked up overall was you know the different parts. You know, product little bit on the sales side, little bit of managing people the motivations of how people work, okay? And I've seen from the HR point of view, very operational kind of roles were being done at a certain stage. Only there were a few HR who would be like, where could I help in those areas? Unless it's a very, very technical role. I think most of the things you can pick up over, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> of this, of these years where you're actually learning on the job as an entrepreneur, uh, as an HR tech entrepreneur, what have been some of the challenges, Partha? No, I, I think uh, uh, the biggest part was I thought initially that uh, this, this, I have a, such a huge, great business uh, plan. I'll be all profitable in the first year. Uh, it took us seven years. Okay, we always overestimate this, don't we? Yes, you, you overestimate everything. Okay, you overestimate your own capabilities. You overestimate how you view the world. Okay, for example, initially, I could never understand why people would not respond to mails. Hmm. Okay. If you don't want, don't. You say, I'm not interested. Okay, sorry. And some people would be like interacting with you and then suddenly they will go silent. Right, right. Why, yes. whoa, 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 why would that happen? Okay, why would you not want to answer that? But, you know, there are reasons why people do that. It's very difficult for many people to say no. To say no, right. Okay. So, 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 so they are being polite in a way. But then I also think, I think that the lens which we are viewing them with, I am viewing it with my lens. 
I was very organized, okay, and I would respond to mails. But not everyone is like that, okay. And what is their responsibility to you to answer your mail, right? These were the you know, some of the learnings which happened, as in like open to all viewpoints which are there. People are different. Don't judge yeah. people. Not judge as a sense. They don't expect people to behave in the same way that you are behaving. Incentives are everything in life, okay. Why would someone want to answer the incentive? May not be monetary incentive. It can be whatever incentives which are there. But it has to be aligned. Otherwise, people will not respond uh, on that. But uh, I'm also that's an interesting takeaway, by the way. That's actually an interesting sales takeaway. That there should be an incentive for people to respond. Yes, there has to be incentive, some kind of incentive. Okay, but at the same time, I also remember the Tata Sky ad was there. Mango to milega kind of thing was there. Something, you know, mango se milega kind of. I was surprised by some of the people who responded to me. Okay, I never expected. There was this uh, global HR head of courses. Okay, uh, was the top person there, Mandita Gujar, was there. That was 2011 or maybe early 12. Picked her to write to me. I mean, I am like a small company. No one knows two people company there writing to the CHR directly. She says, "Okay, meet me." Okay, you'll be surprised that people are willing to respond. Okay, so people are not bad. If you catch them in the right time, if you have the right incentive in the mail or communication to them, beautiful. I'm surprised what people are, uh, uh, you know, what kind of people respond uh, back. So that was also a great learning uh, for us. Very interesting thing that you actually brought up in this conversation was about culture. If I respond to mails in a certain way, or if I, uh, you know, look at it in a certain way as a founder, eventually that will build up a culture for the other uh, team members to follow. How do you effectively build culture in an organization, Partha? When you're starting out, when we started out, uh, I, I really didn't have the luxury of thinking about culture. Okay, so it was like as we are growing up. But as long as it's in the back of your mind, it, it's it's this people who's going to make this company. Right. Okay? It's this. It's that difference which is going to be there. Okay. How we fight the you know bullets uh, of the world. Okay. When you to think about to, part, uh, when to when is it that you think about so, uh, so so I will say when you when you are no longer interacting with each of them individual in a regular basis I think it's time to seriously think about that maybe you start thinking about it before sure. but at that point your personal behavior is not going to directly influence I mean it is going to influence the trickle down thing but these people are not interacting with you they haven't seen how you respond to mails they haven't seen how you respond to calls they haven't seen Uh, how you think uh, right. on on that on a regular basis? Okay, so I would say about about thirty odd people in the company. You need to seriously think. The initial thirty people emulates you, right. Right? right? What you do? If you respond on time, they also respond on time. If I write a mail at at night ten pm uh, and I I don't shout, why didn't you respond to me like in one hour's time kind of thing? They know this is the expected. It's ten o'clock. I am not expected to reply back on that. If I have it, I'll reply. Otherwise, tomorrow is also fine for them. So they admit you. They see how you talk to you. But beyond the thirty odd people, I'm thirty is just a number which I'm putting up. Like that's around that. Beyond that, it's very difficult to maintain a one-to-one relationship uh, with everyone there. So beyond the thirty, how do you make sure that everyone also behaves in a certain direction, okay, mm. or in a certain way there? So I think around that time, it's it's very important to think about. Another thing is that it also the culture also evolves. Okay, right. when I say evolves at different stages, at at thirty people you need a different kind of culture. At 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 seventy people you need a different kind of culture. At one hundred fifty people you need a different kind of culture. You know, 
So I think it has to evolve. Some basic tenets can remain same, you know, right. customer centricity, you know, your dedication, which is there, your discipline, which is there. Those kind of things need to come in. At 30 people, you don't need to, or even 70 people, you might not need to ask people to come on time. Right. You know that you give the task that's there. But when it goes to 150 people, you have some office timings for a reason. Right. Okay. You want everyone to interact and behave in a certain way and all that thing, which might be difficult. You want the discipline to come in. At 70, we were not worried about that. Right. Okay. We knew this all the 70 people would be making sure that they're doing because everyone stands out, right? anyone misses out something it stands out okay right. this guy didn't do it 150 people it, you can hide okay so you need a slightly different kind of culture which which comes in at, at that point but initially it, had, it is an example i think the founders bring in whatever it needs to happen there very interesting thing that i noticed you know about the activities that you do was a was a term called sentiment analysis can you break sentiment analysis for us partha and why is it important for organizations, for managers, for entrepreneurs building organizations? See, I think sentiment analysis is, is not your year-end survey. Right? So year-end surveys, companies do those year-end surveys uh, on a regular basis. But that's a point-of-time survey. If your year-end survey happens before the present, you might actually get bed ratings. Okay. There's a recency factor which affects it. I say, but how do you normally get a sense? Think, forget about technology and tools. Okay, how do you get a sense of of, of a company? Let's say fifty people company. What do you do? You talk to two, three people. You, know, you have some dinner somewhere, lunch somewhere, coffee somewhere on the coffee table. You talk to two, three people. You get a sense of it. You don't need to talk to all the fifty people in your floor to get a sense of it. You just need to talk to two, three people. Absolutely, yes. And, and you get a sense of it. Now, what we were doing was in the similar lines. We said. Uh, or, or let me give you one more example to set the context. India's election or any election results, right? Or before the count happens, you get to see what's going to happen. And how did they find that? They found it from only two or 3,000 people uh, uh, samples. Right. Right? So it gives you the sense or the sentiment of the, of let's say, you know, Delhi elections. Okay, what are people thinking about just by polling 2,000, 3,000? Right. Which, by that, what, what I mean is, if you poll everyone in HR, you will get a similar response. So as long as the people are random, one is in IT, one is in HR, one is in this, you get a sentiment. And I think that is a continuous thing which is very, very important. People are doing it. It's, 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 it's not something new which you have, but they've been doing it informally without even knowing about it. Right. What's the mood in the company? True. You get a sentiment, right? The bosses ask uh, on that. Okay. Or, or, or the, you know, there's some scandal in the office. What's the, what's the, what's happening? Kind of. You get a sense. You don't talk to everyone in the company to get a sense of it, right? right. So that's always been happening. But now there are tools and technologies to you know, help you uh, with this uh, sentiment. When we are talking of sentiment and we are actually talking of, or we're sitting at a time where, you know, we're talking about the great resignation. We're talking about people uh, switching, moving. What is it that holds someone or what is it that professionals, managers, entrepreneurs can do to hold team members and, you know, to retain talent? So, so here I'll give a little bit of a philosophical uh, answer here. Okay, so uh, you can't hold people beyond their, if the relationship is over, it's, it's over. Right. Okay. You, as they say in those Hallmark cards, right? Let them go. If they're yours, they'll come back. We should not overly try to hold people. There are certain factors, you know, there, it's not an individual one thing. Eh? 
do a seminar, you do a recognition program, you do some employee engagement activities, you do some salary, good salary hikes. It's a combination of a lot of things, also circumstances. Hmm. Okay. For example, you can give a good salary. Okay, you can give a good salary, the best of salary in the market. Okay. But if you have a shitty boss, there's no chance. There's no chance that that person will not move, not maybe today, but in six months' time, they will move. Right. Okay. So, uh, but if you have a great boss and he's a shitty salary, that also is not going to help, right? right. Your company policies, nowadays, as I said in the very beginning, people are more aware. Okay. Mm. The youngsters are more aware about things. Opportunities are a lot out there. Okay. So what's this company's goal? People also think beyond money. Mm. When we started off, it was money, money, money. Okay, it was the, that's we have to make money. But now people think beyond money also. A lifestyle they think about, okay, what is the balance uh, of the work-life balance? What is the vision of the company? Where is this company going kind of thing? Right. Uh, the company policies which are there. So it's a combination of a lot of factors. Circumstances, why I said was, for example, we have in Assam, right? Everyone's in Assam for us. There, uh, I'm sure some people haven't moved because they were not, they were constrained to be not able to move out of Assam right. because of whatever family constraints or any other personal constraints which they might have had. What we try as a company is, is two, three things. Okay, one is we want you to be engaged as long as you are there. If you're married, please be in love. Okay, if you, the day your love falls, please divorce and move on. Lovely. Okay, as long as you are there, be engaged. Okay, right. as long as you are there, be engaged. Be motivated to do your work. One day you will move, I will move out. That's okay. All right, that's that's how life is. Okay, so we prepare for that. But we want them to engage. We prepare for it by having something. We hope no one leaves, but it, it, it's inevitable, right? Sure. Uh, that people will move. So we want to keep the motivation. Now, the motivation also comes from, uh, uh, you know, as I talked about the different company policies are hygiene factors. Right? You have your tea, coffee machine, breaks, you know, work-life balances, leaves. Those are hygiene factors you have to do. Salary, whatever best we can do, depending on that, we do it. But beyond that, we're trying to show them a bigger goal. Right. Okay? By the way, the bigger goal also changes, okay, over time. Now, we're trying to show that right now we are in the state, we are underdogs. Okay, so we have been able to beat a lot of competition in our space. People, companies which have been there for 40, 50 years. Hmm. Okay, we are new in a small tier two city, which is there, maybe a tier three city itself. How does it feel to, you know, take their backsides, uh, you know, uh, of the global companies? Right. I know, sitting in this small place, they're motivated. You know, I recently saw the 83 movie. How much did they get money, right? How much money did they get? I think one of the dialogues was, okay, we'll get 250 rupees or something for winning right, this match right. or something like that, right? But they had the fun of that, oh, we beat uh, West Indies, we beat uh, England, you know? The underdog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The underdog. Hopefully, we'll move from the underdog's position to some other position in in, in some days. Then our motivation... The narrative will change, we, right. The narrative has to change. The story has to change at that point of time. At this point of time, that's the fun. And that's also, it's not like we just make up a story. That's also actually what drives me and my other co-founders. That, right. hey, we're doing this from sitting from here, you know. Three years back, we couldn't think of uh, actually, you know, asking any client for a million dollars. Now we ask clients, okay. So it, it, it changes and we are also, uh, you know, motivated by that. And the same way the team is also motivated when we when we, uh, when we we tell them this this narrative, this story, which is there. But others are hygiene factors which you have to do anyway. So the narrative also has to be reiterated and, you know, sort of percolate into the team members rather. Right? Absolutely. And that is a mistake which 
I had been doing. My co-founder is pretty good in that. I had been not been actually communicating too much. I thought everyone knew. Okay, right, so why right. do keep on telling? But at 150 people, not everyone knows. Okay, <laughs> and and uh, my co-founder is pretty good in that. He has developed. A, he's based out of uh, Assam only, so he he's the one who's all the operational headaches with him. And just to add a last point on this, why sometimes we're also thinking, say, the story is also not just the underdog sitting from there, but think about what we can do. Imagine the the first. 200 engineers of or 200 employees of Infosys 1983. Mm. Okay, 1985. There were about, I think, 100 or 150 people or maybe 200 people in 1990s, early 90s. Okay, and the Infosys reached about 1,000 people in about 95. How how they would be feeling today? Okay, they, yeah. the Infosys, the Wipros, uh, of course, there were the PSUs before that where I worked hard electronics, the HMDs of the world, the, the PHL of the, so those are there. But these guys in 80s, built up the electronic city you know in in other 10 years can we tell this story nice. we were the pioneers there you know that's again a narrative which is there but all narratives has has a usefulness to a certain extent in the sense that if, if you're getting five lakh rupees if someone gives you 20 lakh rupees you say, okay, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll also be going okay if someone gives me that i'll also so anyway it's a balance which we have to do that kind of which also brings me, Partha, to communication as an HR professional, which I feel is important. Yes, yes. So I think uh, sometimes you lose sight of, of these kind of things and then you lose sight of uh, uh, some operational stuff and you, you take some things for granted. Right. I think communication is the biggest. And I realized this only about two weeks back when we had our town hall. And I mm-hmm. asked people, oh, so what's our revenue this year? Okay, what do you think our revenue? Because March ending, we close the year, right? So, uh, financial year closes in March. So, uh, I got so weird answers. I thought everyone knew that this is the number which we were doing. Hmm. The communication is not there. I think it has to be there. The narrative has to be, but the other basic facts also has to be regularly communicated. I I think nothing, nothing beats that, that communication. Which, you know, and, you know, I would finally want to ask you, Uh, We associate HR with the emotional quotient, the balance. How much of HR is all heart? And when is it that you need to know these are hard calls that I need to take? Because you're almost at the extremities of being one emotionally inclusive and building the motivation, the engagement and everything is on one side. Whereas on the other side, as an organization, as an HR, you need to take hard calls. How is it yes. that you maintain that balance? Of course, the organization picture comes first. Okay, I know that where, how does this decision affect the organization? For example, let's say if we have to fire someone. Right. Okay, why, why do we fire? Has it been a, just a below performance kind of thing? Or a, below a little bit like 20% below performance or they're not there? So what is the cost of keeping that person? Hmm. Cost by itself, in terms of cost, monetary cost might be still be able, at least in our case, we'll be able to bear it. Right. Whatever 50,000, 60,000 rupees, we'll bear that cost. That is not a problem. But if I fire, one is what is the impact on the others uh, of that? Okay. And secondly, if I don't fire, what is the impact of that on, on the other people that this guy is slacking all the time and still getting the salaries? Okay. There. Why should I even do? Okay, I might get a little bit higher hike. Okay, so I think the organizational thing has to be kept first uh, there. And then the heart has always got to be there, okay? Even if someone, we have 
you know replaced or or asked to leave or something hmm. that individual still has to be treated with respect okay there so that heart has to come in you know be kind rather than be clever you know right. uh, handle the situation that person has their own circumstances which are there so you have to be kind on that but keeping the organizational uh, you know i think the impact of the organization has to be more important uh, than individuals uh, there and that holds for everyone of course practically it is much more difficult to fire me than to uh, fire someone else uh, there but uh, at least we try to you know, keep it fair that way which brings me to partha what according to you would be the top 3 qualities that hr professionals will need today as they step into their hr careers as professionals as entrepreneurs so i think and i think it might be a cliche also i think understanding the business objectives okay is very very important you need not when you're starting off of course you don't need to understand the entire business in in terms of the details the mission vision all those things you might not need to understand totally but still you need to understand what is it that we are doing okay how is it affecting anyone i'm, I'm not changing i'm not saying that you are changing the world you know uh, there but at least what the business objectives are that has to be very clear and in a slightly more active way hmm. not passive like i go into the company i see some mission statement i see the vision statement this is what we complete actively trying to understand the business uh, objectives which is there lovely second is is i think the data and analytics i think every hr i don't know if they teach that in in, in the hr mba uh, classes but at least if they don't please take up the this courses separately there are lots of online courses on data you will need to clear the data number okay the, the data the, i mean the, the data part has to be there okay you have to be able to analyze data you have to be able to give insights uh, on on what is happening so that is there and i think uh, these two i i would say would be would be the new things other anyway you get taught in your colleges you and, and as a hr professional if you're entering you know the hard part you're talking about so all those things are anyway inbuilt in you okay you understand this line that's why hopefully you have joined this line that brings in but these are two new things which are which are there and i think the third part is a slightly on the communication you know able to communicate up right. communicate down is slightly easier communicating up okay nice. is it like how do you communicate and showcase what is happening communicate upwards right. what is it that you have done and all and all these three things are i think correlated in a way beautiful what does you know in so many years of experience a professional an entrepreneur if we say what does achievement mean to you partha what would that be uh, this is a very very interesting uh, question and sometimes i keep on thinking about that okay achievement is the distance which you have traveled hmm. okay so for example my father was also an engineer okay so if i became an engineer i did decently well of course i had be getting 10 times or 20 times more salary he was a government getting 20 times more salary but that's a very small achievement for me right but now imagine my maid who comes to my house if her son becomes an engineer that's a bigger achievement than me being an engineer son becoming an engineer or even an mba that that distance you've covered i think is to define uh, your your achievement you know how much you have covered so i define achievement by the distance you have covered you know uh, there do you mean you being a catalyst in you know him having achieved that no 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 i i i'm trying to define so maybe i understood the question wrongly i am trying to define so when you said how do you define achievement right. okay there how is it that you would define it for you what does it mean to you i i don't think you you get that i mean that's also a continuous thing okay uh, uh, there so so 
say five years back, I would say if I'm able to, you know, have 50 employees uh, and I'm able to pay everyone's salary, uh, I'm able to take care of my family well, you know, at least uh, I would have said I, I, I'm happy. Okay, now that the company has progressed, my thing is that, okay, I think, can we really capture this market? Can we be the, actually dominating this market there? That will be an achievement. Okay, once we reach that position, okay, then that there our, our goal will change. That this is a, what achievement is. Okay. But so so it, so the old saying, or not an old saying, or whatever people have been saying, the journey is more important, right? Right. Will never achieve at a destination. Your destinations will keep on changing. So they they call this they call this have something called the astronauts syndrome. Uh, or have you heard of this term astronauts no, syndrome? No, no, no. So basically, when astronauts come back from space, okay, they suddenly realize how small they are. Okay. Okay. When they're coming back from space, right? Suddenly, so when in my house, I'm very happy. Big room, my CS is up and I'm like very happy. Fancy house in this locality and all those things. But when you come from space, you see something and suddenly like, what's there to achieve now? Right. right? I've seen from there, the Earth is a small piece. On that, they have a small uh, city, small thing, nothing. So they have sometimes called something called an astronaut syndrome. As you move up, you will start feeling that what is the big achievement which I have done? Okay, nothing much. So if you can enjoy the journey, that will be a much you know, uh, you know, uh, interesting life, I believe. Someone had, someone had mentioned on the podcast itself, in fact, someone from the HR space itself, and uh, she had said, I'd say it's achieving uh, more than achievement because it's a constant it's it's right. It's 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 a constant. No, you, it's a constant which keeps on keeps on evolving, and and you keep on you know going take the roots uh, which are there. And then in, in the meantime, just enjoy whatever is there. You know, everyone's life changes. My philosophy was different earlier. Now it's different, so it keeps on uh, evolving. And, and, and I think overall, if you've seen the whole conversation, I have said it. Everything is moving. Okay, everything is moving. Your goals, the company culture, your vision, everything is changing, and that's we have to be adaptable to that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for these insights. Thank you for your experiences of, uh, you know, shaping up as a professional entrepreneur. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show, Partha. Thanks, Yashaga. Thanks for the time and, and uh, thanks for having a lovely conversation. I really enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, GeoSavan, Ghana or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget to tune in next week again. Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media.